Hey, Heel Squad, happy Potluck Saturday. I hope you guys are enjoying this Hollow Weekend. Me, Kev, and Rick and Elaine are bringing you episode two of the Christmas Specials We Love podcast, which you can also find on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Today, we dissected Charlie Brown Thanksgiving scene by scene, learning more about Peppermint Patty's background, the iconic station wagon, and maybe what should be known as the OG Friendsgiving. Have a safe weekend, everyone, and please, please, please go to Apple Apple podcast and leave a five-star review and comment. Enjoy. Are you someone who loves nostalgia in the holidays? Are you someone who believes the holiday season starts in October? So, so do we. we. What conjures holiday nostalgia more than the timeless TV specials we grew up watching each and every year? Many of which we still watch today. If you're as big a fanatic as we are, then you'll love the Christmas Specials We Love podcast. Each week from Halloween till the new year, we'll be covering these gems in depth, sharing production history, commentary, and insight. Presenting the Christmas Specials We Love podcast. Well, hello there. Oh, I've got lots of letters for Santa today. And every year they're the same. Some ask for toys, but a lot ask questions. Yo, yo, if you wish to give me a present, I'd like to be a, a dentist. Welcome, everyone, to the Christmas specials we love. Today, we are going to be working on, what are we going to be discussing today? Which is the episode we're discussing again? Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. Of course. Well, I'm just... I knew it was Charlie Brown Thanksgiving, but I, I know the titles. It's not Charlie Brown Halloween. It's the Great Pumpkin Halloween. Oh, yeah, that's so true. So this is actually Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. Um, and Kev, make sure you know that sometimes it's referred to as Charlie Brown Holiday Dinner, depending on the crowd. No way. Oh, stop it. Wow. Really? So what, uh, we're here with the crew, myself, Kelsey, Rick, and little Elaine in the booth. Um, and just to start out with, now you, you've just wet my appetite. Tell me about this <laughs> holiday dinner thing. Well, you know, it's the whole thing with the new generations and the woke culture. And it's kind of funny that this particular episode has a new name because it's also been known as the most woke. Woke before woke was a thing. Uh, this out of all, special, really? Out of all the peanut specials. So... I guess since not everybody celebrates Thanksgiving and there's some controversy over the uh, facts of the uh, first Thanksgiving, uh, people decided that they wanted to change the name. So depending on where you're at and the crowd you're in, you may be watching a Charlie Brown's Thanksgiving or a Charlie Brown holiday dinner. So so it's actually officially labeled in some places? Yes. Wow. Yeah. I um, know. And And again, before we start and officially break down this episode and go over all the production notes and so on and so forth. What did you have for information regarding oh. when we covered last week, when we covered uh, the uh, great pumpkin, Charlie Brown? Okay. I was, first of all, I was a little embarrassed that I didn't have the, the answers for you last week, Kev, uh, especially in regards to Joe cool, who was always one of my childhood hood favorites. And now I understand why, because Joe cool, which of course is one of Snoopy's alter egos. He first appeared in the comic strip in May, 1971. And he was, he was posing as a college student and he used to lean against <laughs> the wall, uh, in his sweatshirt, kind of giving off the same vibes as one of your favorite, uh, characters, the Fonz yes. and James Dean. Wow. Okay. So, so he, 
so in 66 he was it wasn't yet available for the halloween right exactly right, very good. he, he wow. came to be in fact some people celebrate joe, joe cool day may 27th oh my god which is a good lead in for like memorial day weekend I um think. can we you know can we mark that down maybe we'll have to do a special and i way, think we should be, not to be jerry seinfeld but who are these people it's Joe Cool Day. It's I'm all whatever, in. It's if Lanza, there's a group, whatever if, we want. If I love a, it. If there's a community, I'm in. Um, all right. Other notes, other public service announcements from last week. Did Charlie Brown ever kick the football? It was funny as after the um, episode aired, my phone lit up with texts <laughs> from friends and family from near and far that he did, in fact, kick the football. So if you want to see it, it's a little bit, it's a little bit funny because it happened in 1981 and it's magic, Charlie Brown. And so um, Snoopy was kind of a Houdini like uh, character. Marcy asked for a volunteer. Up went Charlie Brown. Snoopy makes him invisible. Charlie Brown's on his way home looking for Snoopy. It's actually pretty exciting. And he sees Lucy playing in the park. She's tossing the football up and down. Lo and behold, he kicks the football with her holding it there while he's invisible. Then he starts taunting her. He's like, what's the matter? Okay. Did you lose something? Interesting. All right, now, Rick, Is Rick. This, yours? Yes. <laughs> this is 1981. 81. And I have a theory. All right. I think the United States, we were just on a losing streak from the late, from the mid-60s, Vietnam, everything else. 70s was a giant just decade of hangover from the parties of the 60s. And I think when Reagan came in and Rambo and Rocky (laughs) Ford, it was all about we got to start picking up some wins as a country. (laughs) And I think that's where the attitude was like, no, CB, Charlie Brown's got to get He's got to get a W. (laughs) I swear that makes sense that in 81 it'd be like, yeah, it was time. Yeah, I'd love to hear more on the history, but that's that's great. I'm glad. And think about miracle. We too. beat the Russians, right? That that's was right. like the beginning the of all the all yeah. the quote unquote wins. Okay, let's. Right, um, can I can I just on that too, if you don't mind? Yes. A little backstory for all of us who were Lucy hating last week. <laughs> so there's actually a there's actually a little bit of history here that dates back to 1953 between the two friends Lucy and Charlie Brown because it got me thinking I'm like man everybody's really hating on Lucy but why why was she always taunting them what was the you know what right. was the issue there well back in 1953 poor Lucy was actually struggling to struggling to kick the football herself mm. and Charlie Brown started cruelly mocking her he was he was oh. saying you're hopeless. That was the worst kick I've ever seen. And Lucy <sighs> went back. I'm just a little girl, you know. And Charlie said, well, little girls don't belong on the football field. Go home. <gasps> no. so we never know like, someone's story. Right exactly. Right? Right? right. So, And it went on back and forth uh, back in the, the strip in 1953. So that's why to this day, Lucy doesn't let him kick the football. Wow. As the as the as it just rolls downhill, so does it in life. Um, okay, we we Fair. open. We open. By the way, I'm going to say this before we start. Uh, thank you for the people who've already given us ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts. Um, please give us a five star rating. 
Uh, let us know what you think of the show in the comments and certainly tell a friend about us. Uh, we're going to be continuing to do covering all your favorite Christmas specials from now until new year uh, for our first season. And then we'll be back next year. If, uh, if we get enough love, <laughs> if we get enough, enough love. holiday love, yep. in. lots Not of holiday, love. holiday, love, holiday, okay. love. So speaking of the football, we open with Lucy's got the football and Charlie Brown is not buying it. But then Lucy says it's Thanksgiving and poor Charlie Brown being very gullible. It, well, if it's that important, you know, a person shouldn't turn down a big honor. And of course he goes to kick the football. He misses. <laughs> He's flat on his back. And I guess from my childhood memories, I will always remember just that look where he turns and looks to camera and he's just defeated on his back. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yep. the thing the thing that I was telling Kevin while we were watching, I was like, I don't know though. Compared to last week, he 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 was finding his power a little bit more. He was giving well, her a as little the more show, back talk. As the show goes on, yep. Kelsey. So that's general thoughts. But in that moment, I felt like even in that moment he was. Oh really? Yes, I do. Well, compared just because to he was, last because oh, he pushed back. Yeah, just a little bit. I was like, okay, Charlie. So it still made me very sad. All right, Rick. No, I think you guys are both on point. I think that um, it was interesting. I kept thinking, did he knock the wind out of himself? Because I can remember us doing that in the backyard, like play acting that scene. And remember, whenever we tried it, you'd always knock the wind out of yourself. So when I see his face, that's all I can think of. Kevin. Right. Or the pain. Wait, yeah. Rick, were you Lucy in that in the backyard or were you Charlie Brown we, typically? We were nice enough to take turns in. So <laughs> being Charlie. No one was stigmatized. There you go. And listen, this this uh we'll probably get into production notes, but this once again was iconic. So these were the type of specials you didn't see. So this this was a this was uh appointment viewing. And to this day, I mean now it's on Apple Podcasts, so who knows? But just up to two or three years ago, this was the number one. The Thanksgiving special was the number one rated show in its time slot for the week, um, traditionally for the past decade, which is crazy. And this scene specifically, Kev, very iconic. Even that, oh, that you yeah. hear, that's yeah. actually um, recorded from one of the original Charlie Brown's. Um, uh, what's the the person's name, uh, Peter Robbins, who played Charlie Brown in the It's a Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, even though on this, the rest of the voice acting was done by Todd Barraby in this in this. Oh, special. interesting. Next but scene, that R went on to be. Uh, yes, it's iconic. Yeah, yeah. it's iconic. R. Okay. Uh, Snoopy and Woodstock are introduced. Is this the, by the way, amazing music comes mm -hmm. in uh, for this part and really brings the energy up. And, and, and is this the first appearance by Woodstock? Ever? Well, in the cartoons, I think it is, right? I if think it – I'll have to verify that fact, but I think it is. Yeah, because – and they introduce him with the Little Birdie song. Right. Which is one of my all-time favorites. Um, actually, he's not fully introduced in that song. This is where you introduce him. It's This is just the um, – this is the composer that we love doing his this music, but this music you kind of hear throughout this and then future specials. Um, so Snoop, Charlie Brown, and Sally go over to the mailbox, and <laughs> holidays are always depressing. <laughs> and well, wasn't it odd that they were at the mailbox on Thanksgiving? Like, did anybody else find that kind of funny? 
Right. Like, do you well, think that was an oversight by by the animators, or do you think they did that as a little bit of sarcasm? Because Charlie Brown always has to be at the mailbox, kind of being all sad and depressed because it's a holiday with no mail. Uh, I feel. Oh, I get what you're saying. Well, I feel like it's just a way to. It was a way to connect them all. Yeah. Um. You know, and and what really, as you mentioned, it, Anne, um, is it just confusing Kelsey and Elaine to see anyone go to a mailbox. No, I like. I'm a big letter gal. I I love the mailbox. I love the mailbox. I love letters. I force my friends to write me. I write them back. I I like it. I love seeing the little red flag go up when you have to send out the mail. I love it. (laughs) Okay, but do you actually receive? You receive letters, both of you guys, and you write letters. I know you do, Kelsey. But Elaine, uh, I don't write letters to send them, but like I will write them, and I just like hand it to a friend sometimes. But I don't typically send them out. I honestly I mean, only bought like postage like twice in most of the time. Was for work. Rick and Ann, do you remember in college <laughs> how big of yes. a deal it was to go to the post office and get a letter from friends from home, girlfriends, oh my gosh. boyfriends, uh, mothers and, and fathers? It was such a big deal. And then sometimes you'd open it and it was empty and you'd be like, wah, wah. I know. <laughs> so Absolutely. depressed. It was a different world. I yeah. mean, you guys with email, you know, like I, you. And text and all I mean, that. I'm sure you go for it. Rick, do you send Amazon packages for your, do you have kids in school yet? Yeah, just. Uh, so I have a freshman pumped. now. So yeah, definitely. Um, it's Amazon, things like that. It's not letters. My mom still used to send me letters when I was in college. Yeah. Because well, she day. was older. Yeah, yeah. Because your mom yeah. was older. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it is kind of a lost art, Kev. It is. Uh, well, what's interesting with, with Sally, and we'll get into some of the things she said, I noticed they really had a pronounced lisp. I really, it really indicated to me that she's little, little yeah. right? She's little. She's probably kindergarten because she does talk about a teacher. Um, but I love how she said she starts talking about a turkey tree. Turkey so once tree. again, just like in, in Halloween, we have callbacks to Christmas, right? So mm-hmm. it, it's like, oh, Christmas has Santa. We have the great pumpkin and the great pumpkin brings us presents just like mm-hmm. Santa does here. You know, this is the only time they do it, but they mention a turkey tree, but then also I found it interesting when Charlie Brown goes Christmas already. And I feel like, but back then Christmas prep was two weeks before Christmas, maybe three, but it was, it was thought of as wait, you already, you're thinking Christmas during Thanksgiving. Whereas today, the November 1st, Mariah Carey is celebrating because the March to Christmas is on. You know, right. today it's it's yeah. it feels different. You know, but back then, do you remember Rick? How totally it, it was th- Christmas. It was eons away in Thanksgiving. You didn't even consider it. Nobody. Yeah. It, Go ahead, Rick. No, I was just going to say, yeah, you didn't step on holidays. Didn't step on one another's toes the way they do now. So, um, yeah, the hype over Christmas wasn't anything close to what it is now. I mean, you were because I remember even fifteen or tw- twenty years ago when I put the tree up. The day after Thanksgiving, it was bizarre. And totally now, bizarre then. Right. And now no. And but do you think it's because again, we just continue to want to escape more? Mm. <laughs> Is it escapism? Is, Is it, it escapism or being more efficient? Because you're like, okay, we have so much going on in December with parties and let's just things get it at up. school and plays. Let's we 
let's just, we're off the weekend of Thanksgiving. Let's just rip the Band-Aid off and get the house decorated. Rick, what no, do you think? I, I have a cynical view on that. I think it's all materialism. <laughs> I agree. I think it's business. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. I told, it's, okay. it's the presence. It, okay, but, okay but no, from the advertiser's <laughs> perspective, yes. And the brands, yeah. yes. One million percent. I'm saying, but the individuals, because I know for us, mm. I just been like, what life was she felt like it just got busier and harder i'm like i need all the joy i can get i'm throw that thing up i you know you know so now we we it's usually up the day after halloween but even i think even last year or the year before because of covid i think i threw it up even sooner i just yeah. just because of rick just wow. to walk by a christmas tree and see it lit up it just you makes you feel good so why not feel good you know, so that was that's uh, you know at least the mentality we have. Rick, think, I'm curious, when do you put yeah. your tree up? No, well after Thanksgiving, still. I'm a holdout. <laughs> I don't buy into that at all, Kev. Yeah, that's not. <sighs> my mom that's was not the same way. I know. I like that. I, <laughs> I, 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 like that. I like that. But my my theory is, I think more. I think the the consumer, the businesses, obviously want to make money. I think the consumer is definitely more into escapism more than ever. I also think that. When you think of today's 40 and 50 year olds versus when and and Rick, when we were kids, yeah. a 40 and 50 year old man was a man. <laughs> he wasn't wearing a, a green lantern shirt, <laughs> right? Oh my gosh, hundred percent. Do you know what I mean? It was Rick, yeah. it was like, they weren't like us. Like we're still just clinging to the childhood, not really grow. I mean, Rick, not you necessarily, because I, I don't see that in you. And I love that you're still fun. But I'll say for myself, yeah, horrible in terms of just Peter Pan syndrome. And, and but uh, but when I see the the, the 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 following for Star Wars and those other you know brands, it's it's 40s and 50 year olds that bring their children, but they're dominating the theaters and they're as uh they're as into it as anyways. That's my thing. Elaine, I see you no. winding away, and I want to hear, I'd love to hear from Gen Z. I mean, it's like what you said, right? You wanted to hold on to the joy longer and they just kind of express it in a different way, right? Who's they? You mean Ann and Rick or Rick? No, like the people wearing the Green Lantern shirts. Yeah, no, no, I'm not judging them. I'm yeah. saying I'm like them in that respect. And I'm like, that's, gotcha. but that's different from how it used to be. When we, like my father, mm -hmm. at no like Cramlin, 54, you know my father, Rick, he'd be like, what? Are you doing? what? <laughs> you, Rick, remember my dad? Could you see well, him in a Green Lantern shirt? Well, oh, God. No, it takes it a step further. Like, how soon did your dad take down the tree? Christmas Eve night? I mean, Christmas night? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like, wait, no. Yo, yeah. <laughs> right. Right. And Monday, back to the grind. Right. Yeah. That was that would have been my dad's dream, but my mom made him hold out till little Christmas, January sixth. I would, yeah, well, January. Well, we'll get into that at some other point. But yeah. you, you, then we would maybe New Year's Day would be okay. the longest yeah but yeah it was what about your house too rick right yeah enough of that all business <laughs> get rid of the clutter <laughs> i know that's <laughs> awesome uh, um uh, okay back to get the so, joy so uh so sally uh talks about her thoughts on thanksgiving that it just makes more work yeah. um she yeah, did you crack up that she didn't finish her Halloween candy, which she knows she didn't even get on her own? Yeah, right. No, she's, yes. Yeah. Very overwhelmed by life. I, I already see who Sally's going to be later in life. I'm sorry. I see it, I think, more clearly than the rest of this group. 
codependent. Oh my god, she's gonna be so, she's gonna be beautiful, but she's gonna be somebody's nightmare. Yeah, somebody's beautiful nightmare. I love her. Hot and cold, like she's gonna run hot and cold. But oof, Kevin, she's gonna was, be a handful. I watched this Linus. episode with you with your um, words of, "Isn't she the psycho girlfriend?" Yeah, so I, I had a different perspective of her after uh, we spoke last time, and I was like, you know, I think Kev's on to something. Yeah. I think she is the psycho girlfriend. Loves loves you heavy, but then also goes the other way real fast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did you guys like that detail, though, of the added work in school? Because I remember that so vividly when she said that. Like, I don't know if you guys remember, but there were little cameras that had flash cubes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You have to put glue and Excuse glue me, Rick. On them. Magic cube. Go ahead. Is that right? So yes. there was like that in macaroni on paper plates. And you're supposed to, like, do this at school so you can put it on your tree. I remember that stuff. And, and Thanksgiving, like the turkey with your hand outline. Yeah, you oh, would do an outline of you. Wait, it's stupid, Rick. See, <laughs> Rick. our perspectives are so different. I'm like, wait, we don't have to do real work? Oh, yeah. I'm in. <laughs> you never studied. Oh, great scare. I never studied, Rick. You know that. So we always throw back to Ghostbusters. Rick would probably be more like Hal Ramis or Dan Aykroyd, and I was definitely the Bill Murray. You never studied. No, of course I didn't study. It's too important to celebrate the holidays. There's too much preparation involvement. <laughs> Uh, definitely take the pile of macaroni over yeah, a bunch of stuff Rick, to read. Are you kidding on. me? Did you, Kelsey, did you even have an arch and craft yeah, for, we, for, for we, Thanksgiving? Yeah, we would do the hand and like the tracing, but I don't remember it like you guys. I don't remember it being so like focused on. But like Elena, okay. I, I saw you nod too. Like you, we definitely did the like you drew your little turkey hand and we had arts and crafts, but yeah, it was you not. Put, you put one thing you're thankful for in each little finger. Oh, that's cute. Oh, oh, see, that yeah, nice. I love that to more evolve. See, as we ascend, like, yeah, no, we were just yeah, like, I would have appreciated that. Yeah, yeah, Rick would have liked that because he would have got gobble. to write. <laughs> Fourth grade. Hey, what does the turkey do? Gobble, gobble. Oh God. Good. God. You guys are so much smarter than we were. Um, okay, so we meet Linus, and once again, Linus comes in and is going to be. The continue want the most evolved of the group, it seems. Although, shout out to Marcy, which we'll get to later. Yes. Yeah, he explains a little bit about Thanksgiving, but we get the expos information out that they've they're going to grandma's for dinner. Um, Charlie Brown in front of the TV, and we're we are this is this we get to see Pepper and Patty for the second time, but hey, we really get to know her. Kev, sorry, can I jump in just one quick sure, thing about please. that? When yeah. Sally describes to Linus, you know, why don't you come over? You know, in contrast yes. to the Halloween special, she said, and we can hold hands under, under the, the table. table. Mm -hmm. And and the last one in the in the Halloween special, she said, "Don't hold hands." Yes, right. Maybe you're onto something. Yes, you're right. So she's step. Yeah, you know, it's right. I maybe I am onto something. Although, or remember, this is 1973 now from '66, so uh. maybe they were getting more progressive. Just to, it, and it, she's it, realizing it, Linus is kind of a catch. Well, she yeah. knew he was a catch, but, but realizing he's not going to make the moves. Yeah, mm. yeah, she's going to be more aggro <laughs> as opposed to emo. Right, Kelsey? I don't know if that's opposite, but sure. Oh. <laughs> Less emo. She was never emo. What? She wasn't emo? Emotional? 
Oh, I'm thinking, well, when, not, when you say emo, look yeah. at Elaine. See, Elaine's on my side. Well, I know when you mean emo. That's like the mean style of music. Like yes. No, no. Yeah. I mean, aggro, aggressive, Versus just emotional. Emo. Sensitive. <laughs> yes. Okay. 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 <laughs> I was like, we need a little clarification there. Like, mm. so More then Char- Charlie Brown's in front of the... Charlie yeah. Brown's in front of the old box TV. Remember those old TV mm, sets mm-hmm. with the tube uh, and the antenna? And then Peppermint Patty calls. And as I said, this is with the first time we really get to know Peppermint Patty. Yeah. Um, she calls him Chuck, which is interesting. We see what an amazing manipulator she is, inviting herself over, not taking no for an answer, um, but taking on a lot of masculine traits, which again shows progressive. She's a baseball player. Um, she's, she's pushing all the moves. She's not mm-hmm. taking no for an answer. She's clearly very confident. Um, I'm a big peppermint patty fan. Do we know where the Chuck thing comes from? I feel like from my opinion, it's because she just marches to her own beat. So Got she's it. like, you're Chuck to me. Plus she <laughs> likes him and he's special to her. And that's how she her would show That's my theory, Rick. I- and yeah, I think it kind of just aligns with her dress too. You know, she's kind of like. Would you call it fringe hippie with the, mm. you know, the, the sandals, um, the, the bowling shirt and the sandals? Yeah. yeah, I don't know. There's there's something almost beatnik about it. Yeah. Got and it. I think just her tomboy um, persona, mm. like tomboys and guys were more, especially depending on where you grow up. But where I grew up in New England, everybody, you know, you'd say my name is Charles and people would automatically call you yeah. Chuck or Chucky. You know, they would nickname everything. And I think that just kind of fuels her tomboy persona like i said and then yeah she had a little bit of a crush on him too so it's like hey chuck <laughs> so, so we get two more calls that come in after <laughs> this where now she invites over marcy by the way i think uh Parkman P- patty was played by a boy yes right uh, and we found out that he actually went on to he worked he's a right. pre- president of dreamworks he he served as the president of animation and innovation technology at Warner Brothers for four years, and he was also at DreamWorks Animation. Christopher DeFaria. He might be an Italian. Hmm. Sounds I may like have it, to yeah. find him. And now living in Mexico City because yes, he ran away. Him on Instagram. <laughs> and he ran away like the rest of us want him. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, two more calls. Sally, right? Yeah. But you know, it's, it, Sally accuses Charlie Brown of being wishy-washy because he can't say no. Right. As Marcy is invited, and then Franklin is invited uh, to this. And it, it, as far as I know, is Franklin the only African American character in that universe? I mean, back then. Yes, Franklin was not only the only one; he was the first one. And I don't know if you know the backstory on that, but no. in 1968. In the wake of the assassination of uh, Martin Luther, Dr. Martin Luther King, a school teacher, um, her name was Harriet Glickman, actually wrote to to Charles Schultz, and she asked him to add a black character oh. to oh, wow. help narrow the racial divide. Yeah. So this character was That's really Im- right? I- important. So um, cool. Yeah, and there's a lot of controversy as we could, we'll probably get into as we get into a couple of the later scenes over his character in this in this special um and it's interesting because something to keep in mind as we talk about the controversy um after it came out charles schultz's wife said that um charles schultz just wanted to end all racism and he would you know he even worked helping liberate nazis from concentration camps so any 
anything that you hear about uh, racism and uh, things against Schultz and Franklin's character, uh, according to his wife, was definitely not Schultz's well, the, character. I, it doesn't feel like it would be in line with him because the show, to me, is so progressive. I mean, this is yeah. you know so, how many decades ago, and and um, a lot of people are going against, for, especially back then, against type. I, I, I so um, anyway, Linus says tries to tell Charlie Brown, uh, just explain it to her. <laughs> and it's funny, like, I, I don't know about you, I felt such frustration as a kid for Charlie Brown because I, that was me. Mm. Yeah, I was the youngest, so being manipulated and manipulated, not being able to say no. Uh, I still struggle with it. Right? <laughs> me too. <laughs> so, but, but Linus, let's have two dinners, and we know we can make cold cereal and toast. And Snoopy... What did you go for the garage? How about Snoopy being the having a bit? You know what? Like, and by the way, I adore Snoopy, but Charlie Brown, talk about the crap rolling downhill. Did anyone else feel like Snoopy was, mm-hmm. was his bitch? Oh, yeah. Uh, in this particular like going to the garage. Okay. Thankless. Yeah. Thankless. Right? Thankless. Yep. Set Truly. the table. Change your outfit when you're going to serve yeah. the food. Right? <laughs> right. Chef's hat. Come on. Well, you know, when he goes, when when they go out to the uh, garage, I what I also realize is that um, the Brown family is a bunch of hoarders. Yes. <laughs> Did you see the garage yes. stuff? <laughs> oh, my God. That wouldn't. But that makes sense. The yeah. family of hoarders would have. <laughs> <laughs> poor dysfunctional underconfident yeah, Charlie Brown. So Yet the interior of their home is rather minimalistic with no <laughs> knickknacks or any. Yeah, right. Uh, what's going you know what that says to me? And what really going on? It means that split between the 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 mother and father. Somebody ah, somebody is you will not be a hoarder and th- this house will be immaculate and da 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 da. And then the other one <laughs> is the hoarder and then just stuffs everything in the garage. Yeah. Could be one theory. Uh, very important. It's a good theory. Go you know what's interesting to me, Kev, as we get into like Snoopy rummaging in the in the garage was um kind of the slapstick nature of the humor. I completely forgot that. How yes, you know, it was really reminiscent of Charlie Chaplin and Laurel and Hardy and the Stooges, you know, all that stuff. But I had forgotten about well, that. I think the 70s into the was the end of it, Rick, of that kind of yeah. slapstick humor. I mean, remember back like laughing makeup, and they'd bring out the big <laughs> powder puff that they'd smack in someone's face pie exactly. the pie in the face routine yep. was just you know done forever and beaten down to death in the 70s Do you even know what that is mm-hmm. uh, elaine or oh yeah oh my goodness like every 70s special like that was the out for every joke is literally a whipped cream pie would be smacked in your face oh. and it was and funny the, every time yeah i don't know like oh, i never God. i never really bought in i was just <laughs> no, like come this on. really isn't funny no but Rick, to your point, like there's been comparisons drawn from not when he was thro- Snoop was throwing the stuff out of the garage, but you know when he got into the big fight with the chair. Yeah, yeah. That was like a play on the W.C. Fields um, uh-huh. fight with the or the struggle with the chair in the 1934 film. It's a gift, of course. And so what's what's interesting is this is for, but this was probably written by older white guys. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not. Did, did, I no, know. no, no. Just calling it how it is. Probably right. not writers in their late 20s or early 30s, but probably older guys. And the, this is the stuff they grew up on. W.C. Fields and Slabstick. Right. So you see that all in there. And for me, Rick, this one was another Snoopy kill time montage. Yeah. I didn't need uh. it. I was bored. It was the same for me as the as him fly, being coming the Red Baron in the Halloween special. That was 
my thoughts, but I'd love to hear what you guys thought. I just love Snoopy. So I thought it was the cutest thing in the world. Nice. Okay. <laughs> I zoned out. It was boring for Kelsey, me. Kelsey, Kev, ADD. I thought it was so we cute. Yeah. So I, I thought it was way it. too long. Yeah. Mm. I'm with you, Anne. I, I mean, I disliked it too. I liked the Red Baron sequence. I thought that was really creative. To me, this was like you said, Kev, kind of an easy way to try to get cheap laughs. It, it wasn't the same thought behind it. And killing, killing time and, and killing yeah, not really moving yeah. the story. But, but, you know, back then, attention spans were greater. And mm. if you look at some of the awful Hanna-Barbera cartoons from the 60s. Remember, Rick? They totally. really cheaped out in the late 60s and 70s. The animation was deplorable. And you look back now, and the stuff that we tolerated, you know, so as yeah. kids, we probably like, oh, we were just, we were just happy to have a cartoon, you right. know, to, to watch. <laughs> right. Um, which we, we mentioned last week. Um, okay. So we go to the Peppermint Patty house, and... Um, we learned Chuck didn't say it was formal, mm -hmm. so they know they don't need to dress up. Um, Snoopy's busy setting the table, and then we get the Linus mentions, come on in, uh, orders Snoopy to come in. And we go to the kitchen, and then in comes the Linus Lucy iconic song that we so know and love from the Peanuts universe. And there we're making toast, we're making popcorn, and we're doing a little couple of side items of jelly beans and pretzels. Um, and Snoopy's like, he, again, the crap rolls downhill. He's smack. He's, he's messing around with Woodstock. Woodstock's getting picked on mm -hmm. a little bit. But then Woodstock butters his ear. So he, he got it back. Yeah. He did get it back. I don't think that was intentional though. Yeah. I don't think it was, I even might've been a mistake, but right. I thought, I, I don't know. Think it was I thought intentional. it was slightly intentional. Did you, I, Kels? I, I really did actually. I was like, I thought Woodstock was like, ha ha ha. He did, he's his ears in here, and I'm going to do this, but play it off like it's not intentional. Huh, well, little well, sinister Woodstock. Snoopy gets to the table all nice and fancy. Um, mm -hmm. Then I'll come the pilgrim hats, and you know he tries to dress Woodstock. We get a little more um, slapstick humor. They are they're in their pilgrim outfits. They knock on the door. Charlie Brown answers, and then again demands chef hats um, and puts more. Uh, bitch work on poor Snoopy. <laughs> <laughs> but Snoopy takes to the tasks as, as he always does. And then Karma our guests. So we've got Pepper and Patty. We've got Linus. We've got Marcy, Franklin, and um, Sally. Everyone gets seated out in the back, which, by the way, the backyard set up kind of nice. It was nice. So far, so good. I thought I, I, I could roll with that. Yeah, I thought it was a good setup, especially, you know, Snoopy. And, he owned uh, it. Now really here's did. the interesting thing that as progressive as this was, I don't I wonder if you'd see this today where actually let me I'll take this back. I think it was progressive of Pepper and Patty to say let's do a prayer. Mm. Because it's it's it seemed like non-denominational. Am I right? Like it was uh, just a prayer of thanks. I agree. I, I agree with that. And also if we think back to the time. I, I don't know about you. No, at the time we were still having prayer in schools, but I'm saying. But we would. Right. But a bunch of kids sitting around the backyard would they say a prayer? Well, I think we would because we were trained. I mean, do you remember us having to say grace in at your oh, table? We still say grace at my well, which table is at wonderful. my parents' no, house. Yeah. I think it's wonderful. Um, I think we all should. I mean, to whatever whoever we want to say, say thankful, whether it's the universe or whatever you believe in. But, but I just. I thought that was cool, but I noticed that it was a bend, don't break. I don't think that they didn't mention 
God or any other higher power. It was just, right. let's say, a prayer of thanks, which I thought was nice. And interesting, it comes from Peppermint Patty. So we, we're going to see that she, for all of her seemingly obnoxious qualities and how she's a master <laughs> manipulator, that just like we saw in Lucy mm. in the Halloween special where she saved Linus from the pumpkin patch, we see a little inkling of this, 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 she's got heart too, and and she's redeemable. I agree with that. And I think, you know, she does have brash upbringings. Like she's, you know, her dad is uh, a widow and he's out of town a lot. So she doesn't have like that feminine. So I guess that um, adds on to the progressiveness of the show because there wasn't a lot of that back in Wait the day. Wait a second. She, her dad is, a, she's, she, I didn't. I didn't know that either. I didn't know this. Yeah, Do go so on in. <laughs> so yeah, her dad is raising him, uh, Peppermint Patty on his own. And um, he has to go out of town a lot. He's like a blue collar worker. Um, and so that's why she's left her on her own devices and is a little bit more brash. Interesting. And so, independent. And, and independent. Wow. And maybe because of that, she has a little bit more of that mothering stuff, even though it's in a rougher exterior. Mm -hmm. So she's like, hey, guys, you know what? Uh, we should say a prayer because that's what we're supposed to do because she has to toe the line. She's probably home alone a lot. Now, when. Good. Well, that's probably why she kind of invited herself over, invited everyone over, because she didn't want to spend Thanksgiving she didn't alone. She didn't want to be alone. Right. Yeah, right. Right. She just wanted to be around Point her friend who was and her she couldn't family. take a no. Yeah. And so interesting, take a no. but you know what's funny? They didn't mention it in the cartoon because I think that would be too um, too morbid for back then and, mm. and for kids. You Absolutely. Know? Um, you know, the the when Linus talks about the chief and the 90 Indians who meet with Governor William Bradford, all that other stuff, Today is that scene is controversial, and I mean, you know, where we have uh, Thanksgiving and is I think is, I can think be a hot topic. I you know I think there's so much controversy over all of the Thanksgiving stuff because it was always told from just one perspective, mm -hmm. and I think the way that the producers uh, Mendelssohn handled that was back um, in '88 and '89 with there's. Uh, their series and the one that speaks to uh, Thanksgiving is the Mayflower Chronicles, Mayflower Chronicles, mm -hmm. Mayflower Voyagers. Sorry. And that actually tells the full Thanksgiving story. And so they kind of answered any controversy over Linus's speech here, which I think has what we knew as historical significance. But they answered that to a more modern historical significance. And this is produced by Peanuts? The, the Mayflower Chronicles? Yeah, it was actually part of a, a mini uh, mini series, and they covered all sorts of different topics. They covered um, the this. It was an eight part mini series that aired in eighty eight and eighty nine, and the first four episodes were actually uh, weekly, and then they went to monthly. And this was the first one, the Mayflower Voyages, which aired about. Uh, this week, uh, October 21st. Then they went on to talk about the birth of the Constitution, the Wright brothers, NASA space, uh, the building of the Transcontinental Railroad, which I think wow. would be a good one, the great inventors, and a few others. Um, and the way they kind of interspersed this was when ABC took over the production of this, I think it was back in, when did ABC take over? I'm trying to think. Well, this was produced in 73. I know that much. Yeah, so ABC took over in 2001, um, but they what they did, because uh, the original Thanksgiving show was a little bit more than 30 minutes, 
they filled the slot with an abridged version of the Mayflower Chronicles from 08 through 2019. Interesting. Um, okay. So Snoopy is, is, is sending out wonderful dishes of popcorn, <laughs> jelly beans, pretzels, uh, sling them toast. out and toast hitting people in the head. By the way, when I was a kid, I was like, that looks delicious. I know. Right. I also too. I was, oh, we used in. to do a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. My sister was all about it. Really? No way. Oh yeah. And when she had kids, on. she would do that too. <gasps> I love that. Oh yeah. You gotta. I have to say, like going off what you guys are saying, I'm like, I was a little shocked that everyone was pissed about it. I was like, what? When I was that age, that would have been amazing. Well, squash or popcorn? Is this, by the way, is this the first time that he's called a blockhead? Because we hear blockhead uh, continually throughout the series. I think we got it in the first, in the Great Pumpkin. Got it. Yeah, definitely not the first time. Where's the turkey? I have to say, though, quickly, I feel like this is the OG Friendsgiving. Because now Friendsgiving, Friendsgiving is such a hot thing now. And I was like, wow, they were way ahead of their time with the whole Friendsgiving thing. How about dad, Dr. Phil? Cash me outside. I literally wrote OG Friendsgiving. Wow. They are the OG Friendsgiving. Well, I love that. I remember feeling so ashamed as a kid for Charlie Brown when Peppermint Patty calls him out, you know, where's the pumpkin pie? And really just so hammers mean. him. I just remember just feeling so, so sad as a kid. And how about Marcy? By the way, shout out to Marcy calling him, calling her sir, which is fantastic. Yeah, that was fantastic. <laughs> right? But how Also it, progressive. So progressive and so innovative. You know, I mean. I was kind of confused. I was like, why really? she do? Yeah, I was. I, I literally wrote, why is she calling her? Isn't friend? it interesting? We weren't as kids. We just thought it was funny. And I don't cool. think we, yeah, I don't think we were, um, I don't think we broke things down as much. We were a little bit more, fa- we took things on face value. But I remember thinking it was different. Yeah. We, you know, and, and, and we knew, and, you know, my mom had a friend um, that looked like Marcy. Like I knew some people that had the Marcy look, the those wire rim glasses and the and that haircut uh, was kind of in. Yes, the door <laughs> like a like a almost a almost a prerequisite to the Dorothy Hamill. Yes, which we all had. Yes, and rocked. Like, you'll have to look. I will show you. Okay, you, Elaine and Kelsey. I will show you later an example of the Dorothy Hamill. I prefer the Tony Tennille from Captain and Tennille. Uh, Tony Tennille was something. You're right. <laughs> There was a slight alteration. Love right. will Tony, keep us together. Tony Tennille was much more Marcy. And my goodness, shout out to the late grade captain who played piano for her, was her real life husband, and always wore the captain's hat. Wow. Kelsey. Yes. And One I of think the best I need shows to, ever. And I don't know why I'm not every day wearing that captain's hat and being asking to be referred to as captain. I don't know why you're I don't not know. Either. Okay. Can you please make a note of that? Yep. Thank you. Julie um, noted. But Marcy's the voice of reason and says that wasn't very nice. And, 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 and I love how she really reaches Peppermint Patty mm-hmm. and, and who says, why can't I get anything right outside of a baseball game? I know. I felt like even though you were mad at her for totally laying into Charlie Brown, you kind of had like a, a little bit of sadness because she knew she was a bully in that yeah. moment, yeah. but she had remorse. She's like, no, I felt good. After I that. stink, yeah. man. Like I butchered it. And we all say stupid stuff sometimes. And then you, you know, regret it. You're like, I don't know. Can you just go make it right for me? And I, I thought that was actually a really sweet. And moment. by the way, I thought great masculine energy where she sends Marcy in. Yeah. She's not, 
you know, she's not person enough to go do it herself. But also I think because she was scared, right? So that's funny. It's like, it's masculine, yeah. but it's also like feminine. Yeah, but that's what men do. Like, like, yeah, but, but also I oh, was, but it was like, I was thinking like kind of feminine-ish in the sense okay. of like people pleasing. She didn't want to like, she was like, no, 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 I, I can't do it. So she's like overcompensating, yeah, right? Okay. With those masculine tendencies mm. of being like, you go do it. You say sorry for me. I'm too rough. Do right. so you think but, that's because of her crush on Chuck? Maybe I think, or just yeah. she's kind of just she fumbles no, around with words anyway. She fumbles with words anyway. Yeah, but I also think the crush too, and, and she crush. doesn't want to. Um, and but she's sorry as well. She is, and she was. I was gonna say like she was quick to when she got checked. She immediately like she didn't fight it. She immediately was like, "You're right, that was wrong," and so I thought that was interesting. Marcy says to Charlie Brown, "I ruined everyone's day," but Marcy calls back to remember what Linus said. Mm. We should just be Thanksgiving thankful that we're together. Oh, Charlie said to Marcy. And by the way, yeah, yeah. Um, no, Marcy said to Charlie Brown that she ruined. No, 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 no. She said we should just be thankful that we're all together, just like Linus said. Right, right. right Charlie right, Brown right. says I ruined everyone's right. day, and then Marcy reminds him. Remember what Linus said. It's not That's about that. And she refers to him as Charles, which I just Charles. love. <laughs> and then she refers to. Peppermint Patty as Priscilla. So, Anne, do we know why it's that's, not Patricia? That's that's a reference back to the speech that Linus oh, gave. Oh, for Priscilla and and Miles Standish. Yes. Oh, got it. So that was, and I know, I know. Then um, we had spoken about this in the uh, last episode on the Great Pumpkin, where there were these adult um, or more intellectual. Uh, themes that are going on because as a kid you wouldn't have even picked up on that you would have just got, thought it was kind of funny that here's little marcy calling charlie brown charles like all formal after she had kind mm -hmm. of an adult conversation but mm -hmm. actually it was it was speaking to something higher which is kind of cool i love that and then Peppa and patty after the apology extends her hand and then goes back into being the manipulator, not playing. We're not, you know, we're, we, we have to stop playing lovers games. You're holding my hand, Chuck. You sly dog. Sly dog. <laughs> see, I didn't see that as manipulative. I saw that as kind of shy and like dorky and. No, like, but I, I mean, yeah. Flirty, but, but, but. Yes, it is all that. But when I say manipulation, it's like he was shaking her hand. He wasn't. Holding her hand, mm. and, but she got so embarrassed because he he's so cute. Yes, but he's also not playing <laughs> lovers' game. She's making that. She's, but that's her way of flirting. But, but she's also she's also creating yeah a love bond and love. She's manifesting mm. a relationship that he's yes. he's a young boy. He's completely. Confused. I, mean, I don't think he, he doesn't even know he doesn't even know who he is. Let alone if he's attracted. This poor guy. He's so busy taking punches to the head. He's not thinking who. Who do I like? Who yeah. likes me? But you know, you know what's funny about that? Like taking all the punches to the head. It's interesting that they went to his house and he was popular with the non-popular kids. Ooh, you know, he was kind of right. like, like no he had the Lucy. land of the misfit toys. And yeah. Where was Lucy after the opening scene? Yeah, we don't right. see her. You're right. right. Where was the cool musician Schroeder? Not no in this Schroeder. one. No, no. Cause they, Yeah. This was more like, okay, here's the nerd, here's the tomboy, here's the new African-American kid. Right. And we're the, lucky we got little brother Linus. Yeah. Who's kind of the intellect. But yeah. we need, well, voice of reason. Yeah, something. Who, you know, yeah, he's the one that, um, and again, I'm, 
I'm thinking, it was interesting. I think it was, did you notice Mar? I think he pulled out the chair for Marcy. They would be a nice couple. Hmm. Linus and Marcy? Yeah, but I think he'll go for Sally because he'll get swept away with her looks. She's too cute. Not but she's going to make she's his life cute. hell. But then when he than, turns 30, he's going to go for the smart girl. You know, second wife? Yeah. Second, second wife. Got it. Got it. Oh Sally God. will um, be the first one. Okay. Charlie Brown calls the grandmother. Is this the first time that we hear the iconic <laughs> Peanuts adult <laughs> voice? Womp, womp, womp. Which I was think, yes. really trippy as a yeah. kid to hear that. I'm sure. Womp, womp, womp. It was womp, almost a little frightening womp, womp, to me as a kid. It was very frightening. Tell you me. Were always afraid of the teachers, the parents, the yes. grandmother. Interesting. And they all had that same guttural womp, 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 womp. And you're like, God, I don't know. We'll just toe the line. But it speaks to like parents weren't as involved in no. moment to moment life like they are now like we didn't have helicopter parents kev no. your parents didn't know what you were doing from nope. one end of the day to the no next no idea no <laughs> nothing i said we were feral yeah, feral we were kind of feral. feral get home when the street lights come on so yeah, that's it you know and then that was it so it was a little bit of the you'd literally hear a parent womp. yell down the street you know to come in come and on. that was it some and then had, everyone had to go home. Yeah, everybody did. And then some people had bells that they would ring. My neighbor had a triangle. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, no look at Elaine's face. Yeah, oh, all yeah. these guys. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, yeah. The people I at the top of our hill. I text from my mom that says, come home. <laughs> like, yes, I'm going home. Here's what I thought was interesting. Grandma calls, and what really warms my heart, and maybe I'm reading too deep into this. When grandma finds out the other kids have nowhere to go, she says, Invite them all over, which I think is so sweet. And I also think that whoever the Charlie Brown parents are, I think they were the classic 70s parents who were messy. Yep. Right. And we didn't have a lot of stuff figured out back then. Mm -hmm. And which is why he's messy. But I feel like the grandmother was awesome. I yeah. Agree. Like, I don't feel like I bet you those parents wouldn't have invited the kids over and be like, you idiot. Would you, why did you do this? You pulled out your father's good pool table and blah, blah, blah. You know, it would have been all that. We're getting rid of the dog. It would have been all of you those went things. through the week's worth of bread because you went to the grocery store. One oh, forget time. it. Oh my goodness. You're right. That's the big, <laughs> you guys in our world, you remember spilling milk and all of that. It was a huge deal because it just the money wasn't there. Every oh my goodness, it your was, dad got paid. They went to the bank to cash the check. Then everyone went grocery shopping on Saturday. Right. So whatever your mom bought on that day, that's what it. you had for the week. Right, wow. and that was that it. Was it. So if all the bread went to your buddies for the two pieces of toast on oh, the plate, forget it. Oh, forget it. Um, yeah. but I love grandma. Going, no, I got you. We're invited over. And then in we get to the iconic station wagon, which I'm going to say this. Shout out to a podcast called Mobituaries. And you would love this. Mo Sounds Rocca, good. he basically does a podcast saluting people and things that have passed, but, you know, passed us by, but yeah. that maybe we need to take another look at. Hmm. And one, he does one episode on station wagons. Oh, oh man! And by the and by the late '80s, I think the last one was made. And I keep saying I'm gonna get one. And Maria, my wife, continues to say, "You bet! I better not see that in the house." But this was a bit. We I never had one. In did you? Guys oh have one? yeah, we had several station wagons. Which started cool. with we had one in the uh, where the back seat had a Be seat that faced yes, the it, back. That's the I always oh, wanted the one of those. And then a lot of times we would just that's flatten so cool. everything in the way back. And me and my brother and sister would go 
from the mid, like the back to the way back and back over and back so over. So fun. There were no seat belts on the first cut. My dad even had the VW. Look at it. Look at Elaine. Um, oh, yeah. Pulling the, it up. Oh, oh, jealous. You know, in the oh, nice wood gray. Oh, wait a second. The one with the suicide doors? Lady. Uh, the best. It, it, the suicide doors are doors that open the opposite way. Yep. So uh, right up, yeah, right oh, above yeah. that, right with above the that. wooden panels. The I need best. you to find out. No, no, I need you to find out what model that is, and I'll be buying this within the next few months. No, I have to have that. <laughs> this is why. By the way, this is why. This is why I'm the classic Christmas consumer. This is I get preyed upon so That's easy. So cool. I'm so buying that. Kelsey, there's a couple people in Lane, my your job here. is I need to know what year and model that, that is. Yes, that's probably <laughs> the. I've never seen it one, but that's so cool. But anyway, yeah, the station wagon was. Um, was a big deal. You guys were more SUVs and minivans, right? Oh, yeah. We had a, mm -hmm. like, Dodge Durango. We didn't have. Nice. Oh, yeah. nice. Elaine, a, minivan or minivan, SUV? Saturn minivan. Saturn Yep, yep. Because, mm -hmm. A, you guys had to have seatbelts on. And, yes. B, our generation knew that nothing good happens when a bunch of kids can get into each other's way and business. Like, he's touching me. Stop touching me. <laughs> like, that That gets eliminated or all but eliminated with the minivan. Yeah, no no DVD players on the, you know, backseat to to amuse you. No. And we used to wave to people behind us. That That's was, so or get, cool. Or, 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 get them or to games. Like or games. Remember they would do that? I'm yep. thinking of a... Something that's blank. I, yep. you know, yeah. Oh, I'm jealous. You got to get one. That's so fun. I recently oh, you try to get saw... people to beep. <laughs> yes. Go I recently, I recently saw, like, I think it was like a Tesla that had the kid seat in the back and they faced the back window. And apparently they got, like, they got some calls. I saw this on TikTok, so I don't know how real this is. But they got some wow. calls from the police thinking that the kids got kidnapped. <gasps> oh. But, they were, but, like, the seats were just facing backwards. Like, that's the way the seats were built. Wow. Well, you'll have to follow up on that, Elaine, and let us know next week what's the, what the deal is. Yeah, we'll do. do. Keep us posted. Well, the out. other thing that always bothered me is why you're getting all romantic, Kelsey, about car trips. Back then, everybody smoked. Oh. And they would like smoke. It was like they might open a fly window and then they would be mad if it was cold. It's like It was like, <laughs> you, are you insane? Yeah. Like, like, I remember even like, an inch. I remember as a kid, like it just. Even even I never bought into it. I'm like, this is I'm dying back here. This is I'm awful. Dying. I'm, I'm car sick. I want to vomit. I, it, it, and they'd be like, yeah, they were like mad at that you you. I was inconveniencing them. Kev, Hilarious. find me an old station wagon that doesn't have a barf stain in the back. Oh my goodness! And it's hard with, with to get the smell of smoke out of a car. It's Oof. it's so hard. But ashtrays everywhere. Anyway, Wait, all right, I, go ahead, please. So go ahead. I want to bring it back to. Did either of you ever question as a child who the heck is driving the car? Always dead. Okay. Oh, okay. that's oh. a good question. I, the whole time I'm like, who's driving the car? Oh, you mean in in the special here? In the special. Yes, I I never thought about it like as a kid, but now there is, and there's actually a a really um, dark parody if you if you go to YouTube because you know when they're singing the over the over yeah, the yeah. river and through the woods, to and then they they go. stop and Charlie Brown goes. The only problem is my grandmother <laughs> lives in a condo, and the dark parody. I don't even know if I should bring this up. But in the dark parody, I just will. And if we cut it, we cut it. The dark parody, Charlie Brown stops and he says exactly what you just said, Kelsey. He goes, the only problem is who's driving the car? Oh, my God. And we see the car go off the road <gasps> really bad. Oh, that is dark. But uh, that's, I, I was like, I also thought I also thought it was very 
non-Thanksgiving to sing that song. Mm. I felt like it took me out a little bit. Kev, the producer, I would have had some words there. I would want that music either to be the iconic Charlie Brown music or something that relates to Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's kind of random. Um, but also a little per also I'll do be a little progressive too here that grandma lived in a condo. That was new. Condominium. Totally Condominium. new concept. I liked that. Right? Fancy. Yeah. Fancy grandma. We should see Charlie Brown's grandma in more things because you're right, Kev. She was, you know, she was a giver. She wanted everyone over and she lived in a condo. She was kind of hip. Do we see her more or no? Not that I know of. Not <gasps> that I remember. Man. I'll have to look that up for the next time. Yeah, I was jealous. I told right? you, I said it made me miss my grandma. I was like, yeah, it did. No, I didn't. Especially because I liked that she had a heart and said, no, bring the friends yeah. where I knew the crappy parents wouldn't have. <laughs> Right. We're not bringing everyone to your grandmothers. Are you nuts? <laughs> yep. Are you crazy? Yeah, Where there's no room sit? and there's not going to be enough food. And, uh, yeah, okay. Let their own families take care of them. I digress. Kev's I digress. your favorite scene now. Okay, yes. My favorite, favorite scene is the ending montage where Snoopy and Woodstock were left behind, which I was like, oh, really? They do all the grunt work, and now they're just left behind. They do the 80%. Well, but, guess, but guess what, though? Who has the most amazing dinner? They do. Snoopy Woodstock, out comes the best turkey, the fixings, and the two of them, like two kings, having their amazing dinner together. I thought with the music, with the, with the same music from the opening playing, which I loved. Mm -hmm. Love it. But did you feel, did you have two, two questions? One, were you like, all right, why were they holding out? Like, why were they serving? Yeah, them? no, <laughs> I wanted to ask you guys. I liked it. I think because maybe he knew he was the grunt and the bitch. And he was like, okay, I'll do, I'll dance and do your yeah. stuff for you. But we're going to have our own thing. And by the way, they're the ones who said we make toast and you only know how to make toast and cold cereal. That's so he's just good point. Just fall uh -huh. I felt like he was a little salty and bitter. And he's like, well, yeah, you didn't yeah. ask. You you said, yeah. Like, you just like, yeah. I gave you, you guys toast. what you want. Yeah. Pull off the table. Uh -huh. Go to the garage. I, like yeah. it. I, yeah. I concur. And then they didn't get, they didn't get taken to the grandmas for the big feast. They got left behind. Yep. And I'll so tell you, them. uh, Woodstock wins the snap of the wishbone. By the way, is wishbone, snapping a wishbone yeah. big in your world, yes. Kelsey, yep. Elaine? Yes. Okay, good. And All so, right. But on that, Little controversy mm -hmm. over the Woodstock at that your favorite scene. A lot of people weren't happy that Woodstock was eating turkey, thought it was cannibalistic. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh. oh. What are your thoughts there? Only, oh. but oh, I guess I get that. Because he's I'm, a bird I'm eating tired. a bird. I think people need to chill. <laughs> a dog made an entire thing so much, dinner. So. so much, guys. Right. So <laughs> much of our life problems come down to one thing too much time too much time too, too much, much privilege time. too much affluence it's just wow you know it's funny i remember a friend's dad said i always use this line on my wife and she doesn't really love it but it's a great line there are many things in this world to worry about son this is not one of them <laughs> you know, but a million percent agree. You know, and but even though he is flying through the air and you know he's gonna crash, I see the nice smile on Woodstock's he face. He was so happy that he finally he was won. So happy. Yeah. And I'll tell you a little, I will say without giving too many spoilers, um Race for Your Life, Charlie Brown, late 70s feature film. 
that they made. And maybe um, if this show continues to succeed. So once again, please tell your friends about us and leave us a five-star rating at Apple Podcasts and a comment. But if we continue to do them, then maybe we'll cover Race for Your Life, Charlie Brown. Um, credits come in, and now we're doing pumpkin pie, which I just love. Amazing. Just love it, too. Right? Okay. So, Anne, um, well, give me some other – What are, any other production notes that we've left out before we go to general thoughts? Oh, uh, Any other production notes? I think we pretty much covered – I think we covered it in conversation. Got Is it. there anything specific you wanted to – hear, know, or talk about. Well, I will say, I would just want to ask everybody, you know, does this, we've asked this about the other specials, does this hold up today? Can you, mm. can you put a, a a five to a 11 year old in front of this and um, would they be entertained? I think so. I think I personally like this one better than the great pumpkin. The great pumpkin made me sad. Right. This one had a little more, I don't know what it was. Well, this like, is 66 to 73. Mm. I think they probably got the note. I think we were starting to come out of the 1950s bully culture. Yeah. Yep. You know, you and that, right. Yeah. Where they were like, okay, let's. Do In you the seventies was all love. It was starting mm. to be like, yeah, maybe this is a little messed up what we're doing yeah. here. You know? But I liked it. I'm yeah. like, it actually, I was like chuckling, like laughing out loud. I think that you could put anyone in front of this and they would really enjoy it. Lane, Laney, what do you think? I think so. It was so cute to me and just so wholesome. But, mm -hmm. you know, like you guys said, that little montage for you guys was long. So now for the average, you know, kids now, they have a shorter attention span than I do. So. You know, but I thought it was a good amount of time. Like it was 30 minutes is not too long, no, not no, too no. short. Like the montage scene of Snoopy. Ah, so like oh, the moment they zoned out in like one spot, then they're gonna zone out for the rest of the show, right? Mm, interesting. So, yeah, probably. Yeah. But it was I, very cute and wholesome, and I love that you know it brings in the Friendsgiving and it's all wholesome. I love it. And mm. Snoopy seems to be back. Like I see him in a lot of places. Do you guys see him too? Like he yeah. seems to be back um you, you back on might, trend but you know what it might be with with peanuts they might fall into the disney mickey mouse world where mickey's not it's not like there's a mickey cartoon that everyone's obsessed with or tuning into currently but he's so iconic that's kind of like snoopy what what i mean sometimes it comes down to whoever owns this brand to really keep things going, mm, you know, yeah, whether interesting point, right? Yeah. You have to have marketing and 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 so on and so forth to keep things going. What's 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 going to be fun as we cover some of the Rankin Bass claymation Christmas specials. Speaking of a of a, um, they've become the number one toy seller last season for little kids. They want all the the little miniature, you know, Rudolphs characters. and yeah. yeah. So, Amazing. and that's 50 or 60 years later. So sometimes it, it, it comes down to someone realizing that there's still money to be made with this brand and saying, okay, let's, uh, let's re-envision it or let's package it or put it out there. So, but that's why I feel like with Snoopy and Peanuts, it's, it's not like there's a modern cartoon you're going to watch of them. However, you still want, there's a lot of great tchotchke and things that could be built around it. Like me. Yeah. Um, I also wanted to say, who was your favorite? I'll go around. Elaine, who is your favorite character? Snoopy. Mm -hmm. okay. <laughs> Snoopy's my favorite. And it's also my mom's favorite. So I think that's what was my favorite. So growing up, we had a beagle. And the whole reason my mom mm, got a beagle yeah, was because was of Snoopy. And oh. good point. And you know what? I'm glad yeah. you said that, Elaine. 
the Beagles were super popular in the 70s because of Snoopy. Interesting. That, you know, it's funny. Dogs, it's like anything. It's very, it's just like names. It's very trendy. So yeah. certain dogs from certain time periods, like the 70s, Doberman Pinchers were really big. Mm. Beagles were big. I mean, and every decade kind of has a, but, but yeah, that's interesting. And so Elaine, did you, had you seen this before? Did you watch it as a kid? No, I didn't watch it as a kid, actually. Wow. Like, and you, good. Well, I grew up in Taiwan. So like the, we didn't. So really by the time you to, were 12, right? Yeah. You were over yeah. here. It was new. And Got I was it. over here and like Thanksgiving was a whole new thing for me. Like, but I don't even celebrate Thanksgiving now with my family because like it's you, not it's an American holiday. I still don't. So like typically I just go to a friend's like my friends will invite me to their Thanksgiving and I'll just do you think if we if you have a family, you'll have one? Mm, probably because like I don't know if my future partner is, you know, grew up here and they have traditions and, you know, I'll follow those traditions. Just like if I would hope that they would follow my traditions of like, you know, Chinese New Year's. Well, like if you, if you get to know me on this show, you know that if it's just a holiday and a chance to do, eat a lot of food <laughs> and not work, I'm all in. the F in. I don't care all what you in. name it. Just invite me. I'm showing up. That's it. Mm -hmm. All the F in. And favorite, who's your favorite character? Well, I mean, Snoopy, for decades, but I think in this particular one, I, yeah. I have to give it to Peppermint Patty just because yeah. she's so clumsy and, you know, she just is reaching out and she's lonely and she she wants to bring her friends and include everybody and... I, I have to give it to her. And even and we like, get the apology, which I thought was that, yeah. made, that was so heartwarming. And you touched upon when they were talking about getting dressed and I loved how she was like, you know, I'm going as I am. I'm going to wear this shirt because Chuck always wears that striped shirt. And I'm like, you know, she didn't feel the pressure of getting all glammed up. And she definitely stole my heart in this one. How about you, Kelsey. Jeff? Oh, Kels, go. I'm Linus forever and always. Oh, yeah, he's amazing. Linus. He's just the voice of reason, mm -hmm. and I love him. Sally's a, a solid second because I love her. She's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but I love her. But yeah, I'm a big Linus fan. I think um, you're gonna love um, when we do uh, the Christmas special that they do. Oh, I can't. Charlie wait. Brown Christmas. Um, no, I'm. A, I'm. I, okay, it's gonna be maybe off the board. I'm a big Woodstock fan. Yeah, oh, I love Woodstock. I'm a big Woodstock fan. Oh, you know what we didn't talk about, guys. I'm glad I remember that. Um, that the when, what I didn't mention in the montage I thought could be cut. That that was a hit song, Little Birdie. Yes. And and also kind of like, huh? You know, I'm sorry if I had to go be the producer and come in and go, guys, what does this have to do with Thanksgiving? And it's a really hip rock and roll song that, you know, and but again, interesting. They're probably not, they were probably not looking at this as something that people would want to watch over and over. Although I would find that hard to believe because the Popeye cartoons from the 30s were being heavily consumed in the 60s and 70s. So I'm sorry. I'm just going to give a little poke to that producing crew, guys. I got you on notice. I <laughs> I, I wouldn't have had that cool hip song, Little Birdie. That would was a hit song on the radio, I think. In I I mean, if it wasn't, it definitely should have been because I have been singing that song literally nonstop since I watched this um, for the show. So do you disagree? Just, is this is wait? It, so question. Okay, was it was it a hit song because of this, or it was a hit song before? I, I don't. I don't remember it being a hit song because in 73, I was still a little bit young to be listening to pop radio, but I can come Got up it. with that answer for us on our, 
you know, on our next, next show. Interesting. Um, Interesting. So I'm seeing Vince Guaraldi as the composer, which he's the composer of the infamous Linus and Lucy song. So maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe hmm. it, he was the one who created it. For yeah. He didn't, he didn't get nominated for any awards on this special. Um, I know he's won three Grammy or was nominated for three Grammys total. And wow. he won one in 63 for the original score of a boy named Charlie Brown. Uh, in, well, that was in 69. Um, so I don't know about this one. I'll, I'll check that out though. Kevin Kelson, Elaine for the next one. I guess it really is just a song that was, that was made for the series. Did you guess, like the song? Or you you would have cut that. You would have had all instrumental, oh, which is classic. I, well, not, or, or anything that is, um, anything that is Thanksgiving. Like it just, it seemed too sixties for me. Mm. Mm. You know, not it, on theme. It wasn't on theme. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I'm excited for the next special. I feel like it just keeps getting better. This one, like I said, I like this one better than the other. You and got, what's yeah. on? What's on deck next? I think we're covering Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, aren't we? I don't know. We have a lot coming next. A lot. I don't <laughs> almost don't even want to say. Okay. But uh, listen, but you know, if you have requests, and how can they send us their requests? For oh, such exciting news! Yeah, if you have any requests, send a text to two two nine four four Santa, and I'll spell those numbers out for you: two two nine. Four four seven two six eight two. Send a request to that text, Ooh. and um, we'll or any comments, and we'll take them under consideration. I oh, love wow. that. That's amazing. That's the great Ann Sleeman. That's what she does. <laughs> so we cool. try to be modern here, you know. That, that's what we do. That's so cool. We're going retro, but with a modern take. So, yeah. everyone, have. Uh, I hope you're enjoying the holiday season. We're going to be uh, bringing you these episodes throughout the holiday season. And on this show, the holidays are from October until January. And, you know, I'm, I, and it's January 6th. That is the official end of Christmas. And I, I think before I leave the planet, I'm going to try to find a way to extend Christmas because there's too much hype for a day and a half. I am a million percent much. agree. Yep. It's too much. That's why even if you're throwing a wedding, I'm like wedding week, wedding weekend. Week. It's got it, you're putting in too much for one day. Oh, I agree. So, right? Who so, doesn't have the letdown Christmas night? <gasps> right? It's, oh, the right? worst. No, it's, so stressful. It's got to be Christmas week. It's you, you know. I always listen. I'm in. I'm Merry Christmas I'm the, or Happy Holidays all through. But I think till January sixth. I'm that in. Is, that, that's the official, right? According to the advent calendar. Wait, why the yes. six? Why not just right after New Year's? That's because when the, the this, three kings arrive with oh. the gifts. They say, what's up, baby? Okay. Yeah, the three yeah. kings bring their gifts. So that, right, kings. so we can keep it till the six. But man, at the very least, like God, it's got to go till New Year's Day. But I want to, it's, yeah, I have to, I don't know what, maybe it's a, maybe it's, maybe it's a president that makes the order. Hmm. All mm. right. That might be getting us political. Right? <laughs> yeah, but I don't care. Listen, I'm all in. Whoever's all in. I think Roosevelt would have been the one to sign that order. But we no, didn't. Come up well, I know like oh, President Obama did some cool things that were that it's he called. Rock. He called. There were some cool things. He was like, nope, officially we're done with this. Like things that were just politically incorrect. He's like, nope, we're done. We're done. And I'm like, I love it. 
So yeah, okay. no, we can. Why not? It, you know, again, I here's what I always say: what, whatever you believe in, what's wrong with a time, a period of time where we are grateful and we give thanks and we're generous to one another? Maybe this is a time we can forgive each other. Whatever the mm -hmm. case is, it's and just what joy. is wrong with that? So that's why when I hear from other people how angry they are about the holidays, you know, I'm saying I, I always run that by them. You know, don't don't look at it. Don't look at the religious aspect. Try not to look at the commercial aspect, but just look at all those other sentiments, which I think are universally applicable. I agree. So we'll I just leave that, it on that Kev. note. Well, this is why we do the Christmas specials. We love podcasts. That's right. I personally want to do it because I want more presents. I want to be a bigger consumer. Um, and I and want more to just popular. More popular. And I want to escape yeah. life. So I, if I, by the way, this was originally titled Christmas Starts in August. That's what this podcast was going to be. That's how right. much I just want to escape. Just extended. And, 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 you know, Maria, my, you know, Maria, my wife said, now, Kevin, then you're taking away how special Christmas is. So mm. it's good to have it be an extended period. But if you go too long, then it's not, you have nothing to look forward to. So we'll leave it on that note. <laughs> you guys, uh, you know how to get in touch with us once again. And what is the phone number? Yeah, once again, the text number is 229-44-SANTA, which is 229-447-2682. Okay, and just say what the number is now. 229-447-2682. That's it. Nice. Don't worry if you guys get that. It's in the description. You guys can just scroll down a little bit. You'll be able to find it. Oh, but that's so much work. 229-447-2682. If you want to give us your uh, thoughts, comments, and if there's any specials you want us to cover, we're going to be all in. All right, you guys, continue. Uh, to enjoy your holiday season. And um, as we say in Boston, we'll see you shortly. See you shortly. See you shortly. Let's go. Onward, Vixen, onward. Oh, well, I still have a little.